When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Aaron Clary does not approve of this content. We're going live. We'll do it live. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's going on, guys? It's Humpty again. How's your week going so far? Man, I love doing these live streams with you bastards. <laughs> mm, this coffee tastes good. One of these mugs. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I'm going to have to. Let's see here. We'll, we'll delete this on Facebook. Facebook's having problems streaming today. Stupid Facebook. Anyway. Save changes. Thank you, StreamYard. All right. <laughs> Get this, guys. On Monday, Monday night, the legendary Aaron Clary reviewed my book. Apparently, he spent all day Monday listening to it on Audible. That's how good it was. It was so good, he couldn't stop. He listened to the entire thing in one day. He even called me at one point on Monday and he's like, man, this is actually pretty good. Thor did a good job with this. Like, thank you, Aaron Clary. So anyway, he gave it a pretty good favorable review on Monday night on, on his channel, which is awesome because he has like over a hundred thousand subscribers. It's like, thank you so much. My not a friend, Aaron Clary, <laughs> but he did have a problem with my Law of Attraction chapter, which is appropriate for today's episode. So check this out, guys. The first chapter, really, Paul, the secret, if you manifest it, it will come. He's more about working on the subconscious. I don't have time for subconscious. I don't, I'm like, you either do it, it's on your to-do list or not. You know who does all the items on my to-do list? Conscious Clary. That's who does all the, um, not subconscious Clary. He's subconscious. He doesn't control all the arms and the movement and everything. He's subconscious. He's there. Ooh, subconscious Clary. Ooh, he's scary. He's hiding in the closet. Paul was talking about why well, I, I put what I wanted on business cards and I laminate them. That way, when I grab the thing and I touch it and I feel it and I'd see it, and I'd, I was reminded. I'm like, you know what I do? I put them on my to-do list and then I do them. I do have it laminated on a business card. <laughs> and I knew, I knew as soon as he told me, he's like, oh, it's available on Audible. I'm going to read it. I'm going to listen to it. Um, I knew that Clary was going to be a skeptic and that's okay. But what I think 
what I think he fails to realize is that the reason he probably makes to-do lists in the first place and just bangs out what needs to be done is because of his subconscious paradigm to do so. <laughs> because if you guys didn't know, your paradigm is nothing more than a series of subconscious programs that you do without thinking. You know what I mean? And a lot of our paradigm is programmed uh, through childhood and stuff like that. All the way, you know, all the way up. Sometimes we have like a traumatic experience that causes us to change our paradigm right away, right? But like something like 95% of what we do on a daily basis, we do without thinking. We do without any conscious thought at all. And it's because of our paradigm. So take that, Cappy. Anyways, <laughs> somewhere along the line, he picked up picked that up as a good habit. And habits are really nothing more than our subconscious programming. And that's really what we're talking about with the law of attraction stuff at the end of the day. We're reprogramming our paradigm, which is nothing more than a series of what we do on a daily basis, right? And we are talking about it as a part of my science of getting rich series today, right? Which is based on this old school law of attraction book by Wallace D. Waddles that came out around 1910. Uh, if you guys are new to this series, I'm always assuming there's someone new tuning into these. Uh, we are now up to chapter 10, which goes further into the use of will and to, to get what we want. And the last episode in the series was chapter nine, which introduced us to the use of will, which is funny because neither of these chapters specifically talk about using they don't really use the word willpower that much. <laughs> it's mostly on, you know, telling you what not to do, which is kind of funny. Um, we got some people in the chat today. We have Nurse Chick. Good morning, chat. Happy hump day. Yes. Lessons of a housewife. Thanks for joining us this morning. Appreciate you. Uh, we've got my brother, Mike Steele. What's up, man? <laughs> Nathan says, let's make that money. Hell yeah. All right. Yes. Aaron is hard to impress. He is, but that's because he's, he's my, not a friend. He's my, not a friend, Aaron Clary. <laughs> that's a funny story by itself. I'll have to tell it sometime. All right, guys. And I think I have, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before guys, before we get too far into this, please like subscribe, hit those notifications. And please do sound off in the live chat. You know, I, I say this a lot, but when I do these lives, what makes lives fun is the interaction from the chat. There's some shows where they won't even read your chat. If you don't send like a hundred dollars, like, yeah, just participate in the chat. If you say something clever, you ask a, a good question. I'm, I'm I'll share it. You know, like the super chats are nice, but they're not necessary. I mean, they do help keep the show running, but you know, I'll still, I'll still, I'll still talk to you. I'll still talk to you. <laughs> and if you guys have questions about any of this stuff, please sound off. If you guys are a skeptic like Aaron Clary, please sound off. Like that, it's okay if you don't believe in law of attraction or whatever, or or you have questions about it and you're not quite sold on it. Like whatever. Like it's okay. It's okay to agree to disagree sometimes too. But guys, also please send super chats. Please send <laughs> please send super chats. They help support the show. All right. So the first, so if you guys uh, are just tuning in, you guys haven't been following along in this series, uh, I'm not reading the chapter verbatim, you know, I don't want to just plagiarize. I actually highly invite you guys to get the book either on Audible or, or get this uh, trilogy version or just get the, 
you know, get the, uh, the, the science of getting rich by itself. It's a very short read. Honestly, I think it's like maybe, maybe two hours if you listen to it on audible, but just follow along as we go through these. Um, cause all I'm doing is I'm going through key concepts and then, you know, I've got some bullet points of like what Waddles talks about. And then sometimes, you know, I go off on my own tangents about what I think about it. So that's how I'm running this series. Okay. I'm not reading it to you verbatim. So the first concept, the first key concept here is avoid dwelling on past financial troubles. Avoid dwelling on past financial troubles. The advice is not to talk or think about past financial difficulties as doing so may hinder progress towards wealth. Okay. Now Waddles says not to focus on your past struggles, not to focus on your family's past struggles, right? Because doing so will only keep you thinking about poverty and we tend to get what we focus on, right? Which we've been talking about in this whole series. We, we get what we focus on, right? Man, that coffee tastes good. There's this guy named James Arthur Ray. I don't know if you guys know him. He was in the movie The Secret. He's the guy that literally was telling the story about the genie granting wishes. And I'm always criticizing that, right? I'm like, the 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 the, uh, the secret makes it seem like it's all just a bunch of genies granting wishes. Well, that was the James Arthur Ray guy. And he actually, he wrote a, a, a book that I read uh, a couple of years ago. It was pretty good. It was a pretty good book. Funny thing about this guy is he was doing the whole, you know, Tony Robbins guru thing. And he was taking people out to the desert to do sweat lodges and go on the spiritual quest, you know, like, uh, like the, the native Americans would do. <laughs> and, uh, the last time he did that, uh, two people died. This was like, man, I want to say, I want to say like late, 2000s I, I can't i don't know when it happened it was sometime it was sometime after the secret a couple of years after the secret but people went and they went to this like retreat with him and he would do these periodically like this wasn't his first time doing it and people went they went in the sweat lodge and died which is good this actually sort of is apropos to what um what waddles talks about at the end of this chapter which is on not to go off too much on the occult and the spiritual woo-woo-ness of this, but just focus on doing what you need to do, right? Which is a lot of what I talk about, right? Just follow the steps. Just follow. It doesn't matter what you believe. It doesn't, if you take all the chick cracking shit out of it, it, the process works, right? Well, anyway, James Arthur Ray went to prison <laughs> for, for a little while. He's out now. He's, he's back doing his guru thing. I don't think he's doing the sweat lodge thing anymore, but... Um, anyways, James Arthur Ray, he once said, what happens in the past is not who you are. It's who you were. All right. Now that does make sense. So whether he killed people or not, doesn't matter. <laughs> he, uh, he does make, he does make a lot of good points, right? So what happened in the past is not who you are. It's who you were. All right. You can change that at any time. At any time, you can change the trajectory of your life when you decide to do so, okay? When you consciously, Aaron Clary, when you consciously decide to change your mindset and your focus on things, you can actually make active change in your life, okay? Waddles, uh, he also quotes Matthew 8.22 for, for uh, you know, you religious folks out there. Because like, I, like I, I've said in all of these, you can you can put your own you know, religious beliefs on top of any of this stuff. And a lot of like pretty much all religious texts point to law of attraction at some point. Okay. But uh, Waddles quotes Matthew 8, 22. 
And he says, uh, let the dead bury the dead. And that, that was, he was quoting, that, that's a quote from Jesus in the Bible. Basically, what Jesus is saying there is, your past is in your past, man. Let the dead bury the dead. Don't worry about it anymore. It's in the past. You can't change it. But you can all you all you got is this present moment, and we can move forward, right? A lot of people you'll find dwell on their past. They sit there and they think about what happened in the past, what happened in the past, and it's like you can't change it, man. You can't change it. You can only move forward. What are you going to do now? What are you going to do about it now, right? Think about that. He says, ignore conflicting theories. Ignore conflicting theories. The chapter discourages reading materials that predict doomsday scenarios or promote pessimistic views of the world. It encourages focusing on the positive perspective, right? Uh, which is kind of apropos to Clary's clip from the beginning. <laughs> and don't, don't get me wrong, right? I love that man. He's a hell of a good guy and even a better, not a friend. But, but Clary tends to focus on the negative a lot, right? Uh, he has a book called enjoy the the enjoy the decline for crying out loud. <laughs> right. Uh, how many of you guys now sound off in the chat, sound off in the chat. We have quite a few people in the chat right now. Uh, you guys are quiet today though. Um, let me know if, 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 if this sounds like you at all, or at least you at one point in your life, maybe it's not you anymore. Okay. But how many of you tend to think that the U.S. is going into civil war or that the U.S. is on the verge of collapse? Just sound off the chat, drop a one or something like that. Have, have, have you ever thought about this? We're, we're going into an election year. It's, it's going to be all doomsday scenarios if you watch the news this year. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Mike says me. <laughs> fair. Fair. I talked about it. Uh, man, when did I talk about it? I think I talked about it with, maybe I talked about it last week during the last episode, but man, that was me, dude. I was, yeah, yeah. Things aren't good. John says, yeah, things aren't good. Okay. Yeah. So I, man, all growing up, all growing up, I was like, my brother and I were absolutely convinced that we were going to live during Armageddon. Like we were, we were convinced. Hey, good morning, Marty. Thanks for popping in, brother. Oh, there it is. Good morning. Yeah. Anyway, we were absolutely convinced. I don't know what had us convinced, but we were like, we are live. We are we. You and I are going to live in Armageddon, and like we're not going to be raptured, and we're going to have to fight in the in the end of days war of all wars. Right? Like we like for whatever reason. Like this is what what we thought. And um, and then nine eleven happened. It was like, oh, maybe this is it. Maybe this is it. It wasn't it. Right? And then. <laughs> uh, and then we had like, like the 2008 collapse. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is it. That eh, wasn't it. And then like 2020 happened COVID. It was like, finally, finally the end of the world apocalypse. That totally wasn't it. You know? So it's like, at some point you're like, maybe this is bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe if I just stop watching the news, uh, maybe all this will magically go away. And it's weird. Like when you stop watching the news and all the doomsday scenarios you see on TV, it's like, Oh, my day to day to life is uh, much better now. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> ah, okay. Mike says race fundamentalist Christian. It's always there nagging at me. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. So let me ask you this though. Okay. Now, maybe you still believe that I'm not, and I'm not judging you guys, right? I'm not judging you. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. 
right? I'm just saying, like, man, every time I thought it was going to happen, it hadn't happened. Um, but let me ask you this. Does it help you to focus on that negative crap? Like, like in your day-to-day -day life, like when you think about it, does it help you? <laughs> does it help you in any way? All right. Maybe it does. I don't know. It sure as hell doesn't help me. But that used to be me, right? That used to be me. And I, I, I cut out all that, that crap in my life. I, I cut it all out. Now, don't get me wrong. Oh, Mike says, no, it doesn't help. <clears throat> Wait, where's this? Yeah, it works no matter what you believe in. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. Like, I, I, I do believe in being prepared. I think that's just a smart thing to do. I lived in, uh, I lived in San Diego for a long time. And during that time, we had two major like wildfires that completely shut down the city, right? That shut down the city. We, in 2011, we had a major power outage, some asshole, some asshole electrician that probably was best friends with Thor cut a power line in Arizona and it took out all of Southern California. We lost power in all of Southern California for 24 hours. It was crazy. It was like, Oh, here it is. Here's the apocalypse, <laughs> right? It wasn't the apocalypse, but uh, like I realized living through that, that it's dude, you need to have storable food on hand. You need to have guns. You need to have ammo. Like you need to just be generally prepared. You have to have a go bag in case you have to, you know, escape your house because of a wildfire. Like that's not a bad thing to do. Right. But worrying that we're going to go into a civil war or worry. Like if you ever watch doomsday preppers, Oh my God, the people on doomsday preppers, um, like they, some of them are smart. Some of them are retarded, but and I can say that we're after that eight minute mark, but some of the guys that were on that show, and I used to love that show, uh, were, were, were smart. Some of them were stupid, but some of them were worried about just the, the craziest things that they were always worried about a specific event. They're like, no, no, it's going to be an EMP event. Like we know it, like we know that the end of the world's, you know, the end of the United States is going to be because of an EMP event, or we know it's going to be because of a global pandemic, or we know it's like, no, you don't, you don't fucking know. But it's also not bad to be prepared for all contingencies, okay? But it's like, prepare for it, but don't obsess about it. You know what I mean? That's the way I look at it. <laughs> so anyways, I cut out all that negative bullshit, right? Um, you know, and I think I've mentioned this in, in previous streams, but I once heard Bob Proctor uh, point out, if you guys don't know who Bob Proctor is, he was also in the movie The Secret. That, that dude read the book Think and Grow Rich every day of his life for like 60 years. Um, one, like that was like, since he was like a teenager and we'll, we'll get into that later. But, um, Bob Proctor once pointed out that he used to think that everyone got absolutely wrecked during the great depression. Right. And that's certainly how history makes it sound. That's what the news articles of the time made it look like. Everyone got wrecked. Everyone was standing in line for soup kitchens, right? Everyone was absolutely ruined during the Great Depression, but it wasn't true. It wasn't true. Lots of people got rich during the Great Depression, right? If you think about it too, the stock market at the time never went to zero. It never went to absolute zero. It just it went through a major correction, but it didn't go to zero. And so when people like got into the stock market at that time, like they, you know, a lot of those guys became filthy rich, right? So it's all about perspective, isn't it? It's all about how we look at things. Um, and Waddle says, no matter how bad it may seem out there, 
you will waste your time focusing on it. You'll waste your time focusing on it. All right. Let's get, we do have a, a, a super chat from Brother Nathan here. $2 super chat. You get, we're going to give you this one right here. Respect the cock and tame the cunt. Yes. Thank you so much for that. Appreciate you, man. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Mr. Wrong. What's up? What's up, brother guy? Think and Grow Rich is 320 pages, right? Read it every day. Sounds a bit far-fetched. <laughs> no, he would read like a page a day or a chapter a day or something like that. He didn't read the whole book every day. Come on now. Come on, man. All right, guys. Let's <laughs> Actually, that's a legit question. You know what? I saw on Twitter, one of the faceless masculinity accounts is like, read a classic book every day. And I was like, the whole book? Like, I think that's a bit much, you know, but maybe a, maybe a chapter of a book a day. Sure. Like I could, I could probably fit that into my schedule. Um, I have a hard time feeding, uh, fitting, you know, paperback chapters. I'm still like slowly going through Ryan's book and slowly going through Royce's book. It's like, um, it's going to take me all year to get through that shit. Guys, follow me on social media. The links are in the description. I'm, I'm going to put out another flash sale of the law of attraction. So uh, sometime after this, keep an eye on Twitter. I'll put out another flash sale. Those seem to be pretty popular. Um, guys, get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. Man, I've got a backlog of, of uh, stickers I got to mail out. I'm going to try to get that to that today. Um, guys, I will send you stickers if you get on the mailing list. If you don't, like, they look like this, right? If you don't want stickers, just put don't want stickers in the address field. But you do also get 20 dating app openers and you get a free chapter of my book, Everything I Wish I Knew When I Was 18. Um, guys, let's see here. Check out my book. Speaking of the book, check out my book. You can get it on Amazon at books.comeonmanpod.com. I have six of these special editions available. If you guys want them from Gumroad, I'll drop a link to that in the chat. If you guys have been waiting for those, drop a link to that in the chat here. Um, for you guys that live in the continental US, I will send you an autographed copy of this. It's the same price as Amazon. Um, I, but I, but it's only the same price as Amazon if, you, if you're in the United States. If you're outside the United States, just get it on Amazon. It's way cheaper. <laughs> it's way cheaper. The only time... Um, if you guys want a hardcover edition, it's actually cheaper to order the autographed version from me if you're in the United States because of how much uh, Amazon charges for, for printing for those. Let me play a commercial for the Law of Attraction course, guys, and then we'll we'll get back to the topic at hand today. Where is that? Here you are. Are you struggling to find a good quality woman? They are very rare indeed these days. If you spend any time at all watching content in the men's podcast space, or you spend time on dating apps or going out to clubs. You're seeing low-quality, promiscuous women. You're finding women with daddy issues and personality disorders. Or a myriad of other red flags and you are frustrated. I get it, brother, but what if I were to tell you that the reason why you're only seeing these types of women is because of your mindset, because of your paradigm. We get what we focus on in life and you have trained your mind to focus on the type of women that you don't want. So those are the types of women that keep showing up for you again and again. Let's change that mindset today. If you're a guy looking to attract high quality, submissive women into your life, then I've got the perfect solution for you. And let me tell you, brother, it's all about mindset. That's right, you've got to reprogram your thinking to focus on the type of women you do want. That's where my Practical Law of Attraction course comes in. 
It's packed with proven psychology-based techniques that will help you manifest your dream woman. Trust me, you won't find this stuff anywhere else. Explained in such a simple, easy to use way. And let me tell you, when you start using these methods, you'll be amazed at how quickly things start changing for you. Picture this, you're out on the town, feeling confident and magnetic. All the women are drawn to you like moth to a flame. And best of all, you're attracting the type of women that are submissive and high quality. It's not that they weren't there before, that you weren't aware of them before. My course will teach you how to be more hyper aware of the kind of women that you actually want. It will teach you to believe that you're the most attractive man around. And when you believe it, you'll carry yourself that way. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for my course today. Visit loa.comeonmanpod.com. That's loa.comeonmanpod.com. Start living the life you've always dreamed of. Don't miss out on this opportunity to up your game and find the woman of your dreams. The law of attraction is nothing without action. So what are you waiting for? Act now. Now, guys. Um, actually, don't act now. Act a little bit later today. Go and check out the course on Twitter. I'm going to drop a link to uh, the course. And uh, on Twitter later, I'm going to I'm going to make a um, a flash sale for you guys because people seem to like that. All right, let's get back into this. So the next concept is belief in the world's becoming rich, right? Belief in the world becoming rich. The author asserts that the world is moving towards richness and becoming and um, richness and becoming and individuals should align their thoughts with this positive evolution. So Waddles asserts that you will waste your time focusing on the problems of the world, no matter how bad things are getting. So you might as well focus on the world getting rich, right? Might as well. <laughs> the only way you can help the world to be rich is to become rich yourself, he asserts, right? If you think about that, who 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 creates jobs? Is it poor people that create jobs? Or is it rich people that create jobs? I believe it's the rich people that hire other people. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Anyway, he says, uh, focus on wealth, right? The chapter emphasizes the importance of maintaining a clear and positive vision of wealth. It suggests avoiding attention to opposing pictures, whether external or imaginary. So Waddles invites you to change the way you think of poor people. Change the way you think of poor people in general. Instead of thinking of them as being poor, think of them like they are working to get, uh, to get rich themselves. Right? That's one way of looking at it. Man, I have a hard time um, looking at like homeless people, like, you, you know, bums on the street. I have a hard time looking at them like they're trying to get rich at all. And that's because it's probably my paradigm. But, man, I used to have a I used to have a real soft spot for transients, right? Like the, 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 the homeless guys you would see on the street. I'm like, oh, man, I can't believe that they're, they lost their home. Like, that's the way I thought of it, right? Oh, the, somehow the man took their home from them. And then I found out later. Um, when I was working as a private security guard that, you know, a lot of those guys are a-holes. They're a-holes. They, they trespass. You ask them to leave the property. They, they'll, they'll piss on the sidewalk. Like they'll, they'll crap in a back corner somewhere. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Get off the property. Right. Um, and then they'll come back and it's like a daily struggle. Like, dude, go away, go away. Right. The, the, the owners don't want you here. And, uh, and it's like, I used to feel bad about it until I realized like they just have no, they have no um, consideration for other people's things, you know, and they're like, like wild animals. And 
And then uh, later on, I worked at a company where we were we were doing work for Habitat for Humanity, and some bigwig from Habitat from Humanity came to give us some rah rah speech, you know, because we were raising money for them. And he said that like a, just a, a very very small percentage of homeless people are there because of you know unfortunate events, right? A very small like a, he's like a, a vast majority of those guys, like ninety nine percent of them are there by choice. They like the lifestyle. They like living off grid. They like doing drugs all day. They want to be there. And after, like, it was like after having to kick these guys off of uh, property for a few years and, and and dealing with that nonsense, and then uh, hearing that, I was like, I have, I don't feel sorry for those guys at all. So I don't, I don't worry about that. I just those guys are sort of out of sight, out of mind. I'm certainly not looking at them like uh, they're they're just trying to get rich themselves because they certainly aren't right. But the average everyday guy, the average everyday working person is in some way probably trying to maybe not get rich, but trying to make enough money to keep food on the table, right? So, so it, it, it's almost a, a better mindset. If you're someone that's like overly concerned with poverty and, and people, you know, you want to help your fellow man out, it's almost a better mindset to, to look at people like, you know what? They're just, they're trying to get rich themselves. They're trying to get, it's a pot more of a positive mindset. Right. And you can't help it. You can't help it if they're just not doing it right. Right. But everyone wants to at least earn enough money to keep food on the table at the end of the day. Don't they? Don't they? So you can think of that. Right. <laughs> but now, now see a lot of people, a lot of people feel guilty for focusing on themselves and their own success. Uh, but why should you feel guilty? You know, and that's a, that's a, one of the hard things about the red pill space is because we tell you have be your own mental point of origin. This is essentially what it's telling you. Be your own mental point of origin. You know, it's very red pill if you think about it. Um, <clears throat> but he says, you know, it's the noblest aim you can achieve for yourself to become rich because only then can you really help other people out. Right. When you have the means to do so. And some of them, the, the wealthiest people in the world are some of the biggest ph philanthropists. A lot of that's for tax purposes, but that's neither that's neither here nor there. <laughs> right. They make they make billions of dollars. And so they have millions of dollars that they can spend to help people and causes. And, you know, they start foundations. Some of them start foundations, um, you know, like Bill Gates. They start foundations to help people get the jab, which is you know more about population control but that's either here or there I'm, i don't want to get the stream canceled uh <laughs> i'm gonna get demonetized for saying that um but anyways waddle says it's the noblest aim you can have for yourself because only then can you truly help others out um we have a couple of guys here john says reading not listening 10 minutes a day is good for your mind and emotional health you can't do anything else relaxation oh yeah I, you know, I was looking up the other day because I still just can't wrap my brain around it. Like, what is the appeal of cigars? Because you're not inhaling it, right? And we were having this discussion at beer club the other day because uh, one of our brothers in beer club is like, uh, he, 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 he's a self-proclaimed uh, cigar whore, I think is what he called himself. <laughs> he, he's like, he's always smoking stogies. I'm like, what's the point though? Like, you're not inhaling it. I used to smoke cigarettes, you know? And I was like, I was addicted to that stuff because you're inhaling that stuff. And um, he's like, you know, so I, I, I was Googling it the other day and they're like, oh, the, well, the biggest appeal to it is it's relaxing. It's relaxing because you can't do anything else. Cigars take so long to burn that you have 
you have to take time to do it. You have to take time to, to sit down and, and, and relax and, and sort of focus on the cigar. So I was like, okay, maybe I still don't think I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, Oh, Mike says you have to purchase Paul's course and, um, and have caught a major bad training that I did on my mind. Okay. Get this course. Yes. Yeah, Mike. Mike. Uh, Mike realized something that he has a he has a certain paradigm that he's like, oh, geez, I just like I just realized this. Paul, I'm gonna check out your course. I was like, here, yeah, here, bro. Thank you. <laughs> so he's he's going through the course right now. Uh, Mr. Wong says they don't like it. I've known a lot of them closely, and it's a life of hell. If they put as much effort as they did into the homeless life, into anything else, they could be successful. Interesting, really. So they they they're. They're there by choice, but they don't like it, but they won't put in the effort to, to get out of it. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, they're in a mind prison. Ah, that make that does make sense. Cigars taste good. I guess that's a matter of perspective. I, you know, I did for a while um, when I was smoking cigarettes, I, I took up smoking a pipe for a while. I, I will say smoking a pipe actually does taste pretty good. And pipe tobacco smells good. Cigar tobacco smells like sh shit and tastes like shit so I, I still don't understand the appeal of cigars but smoking a pipe i might take that up again <laughs> um, yeah so i'll have a pipe and I'll talk like this when i'm and i have a smoking jacket that's what i'll do i'll say nurse chick bring me a whiskey and then i'll i'll be smoking up uh, no i won't do that <laughs> oh hey good morning ethan ethan says good morning mr come on man podcast you know, you can call me Paul, Ethan. You can call me Paul, bro. <laughs> uh, and you're right about the wealth. Uh, how how are things so far aside from things? It's going well on your end. Right. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. Guys, I talked about Beer Club. We have a guy in Beer Club that's a cigar whore, right? Join Beer Club. Be a cigar whore with us. Uh, you, don't act, you don't have to smoke cigars, nor do you have to drink beer. You can literally come and drink water. We don't care. It's just a men's group. It's a, it's just a chance to get together, shoot the shit with other guys. We have a couple of guys going through some, some shit right now. So the boys are in there, you know, backing each other's play, you know, backing each other up, giving each other good advice. Uh, we just had a really good date update in there. Uh, brother Ed came in, he, had, he scored the other night. It's like my man, my man, he, he dropped a, a pretty epic date update in there. That was good. Um, but this guy's swapping notes. This guy's shooting the shit. This guy's being guys in there. There's, you know, generally it's, uh, you can say whatever you want within reason, right? <laughs> within reason. But, uh, it, you know, it's a very active community. I hate to say it because I, I, I came out of the 3% man group on Facebook and that used to be an active community. And now, uh, it, it's now the three percent brotherhood, and like we have, we have way more guys um, in the three percent brotherhood, but the beer club is way more active. So if you want an active community of of like minded guys, join the beer club. Our next meetup is going to be in February. I uh, I can't remember the date, but it's going to be in February. Um, and I think what I'm gonna we're gonna try out for the next one is we're gonna try to do the group call over Telegram. Because you can have up to a thousand people on a Telegram uh, video chat call and, and thirty people on camera at a time, and so um, I think we're going to give that a try because uh, the last one we did it over Zoom, but Thor was a little bit late. He had like some life problems, so he was he was running a little bit late to start the meeting. So we had to start it on stream uh, Streamyard and then go over to Zoom later. And I'm like, you know what? Why don't we just do it on Telegram? It's built in. We're already on Telegram. Um, so yeah, join the Beer Club. 
and then come to our next meetup. Otherwise, the, the community is really active on Telegram. And then, guys, coaching is available at gumroad.comeonmanpod.com if you guys want one-on-one coaching for, for anything. I'm a, I'm a certified master life coach, if you didn't know that. All right, guys. So the next concept here is the creative method versus the competitive method. Um, Waddle says getting rich through the creative method is advocated over the competitive one. The creative mind is seen as the pathway to greatness, soul unfoldment, and service. <clears throat> he says that trying to get rich on the competitive plane is a godless scramble over the power of men. All right. <clears throat> but when you achieve it through the creative process, all of that changes. Um, now, when he says the creative process, he means through the law of attraction. That's that's really what we're talking about, right? And he means... And he means using our subconscious mind and working in harmony with universal law. So I saw an intriguing quote the other day on Facebook, and, and this is good for you, you religious guys out there, but it basically said that riches that come from God give you peace and allows you uh, to rest and spend time with your loved ones. But riches gained through the devil, through the devil, <laughs> won't give you rest or peace at all. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So it kind of goes hand in hand with what Waddles is saying, right? The creative method versus the competitive method. Um, and I suppose it all comes down to what you believe in at the end of the day, but it's it's something to think about. It's something to think about. <clears throat> um, health and wealth connection is the next concept. The chapter suggests that physical health is attainable through financial well-being and the absence of financial worry. Only those who are financially free can maintain a carefree existence. So Waddle says that if you lack physical health, fixing it requires being rich. Is that true, though? Is that true? If you have physical health issues, is it true that you have to be rich to fix it? Let, I, I'm curious what you guys think in the chat, because I, 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 have, I have some beef. I have some beef with this concept. <laughs> Did you say, oh, oh, you're going to bring me some whiskey. Thank you, nurse chick. Oh, I see. You get a lot of nicotine from smoking your mouth from cigars. They taste good and smell. Ah, I see. I see. Night, y'all. Um, okay. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> good night, brother. He's in, he's in Australia. He's in Australia. It must be nighttime there. And he's upside down. So all the blood's rushing to his head. Okay. I'm just kidding around. Okay. So I ask you guys, depends on the severity. Okay. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. I was, I'm asking you guys, um, is it true, right? Is, is it true if you have physical health issues that it costs a lot of money? Like, do you have to be rich to fix it? Right. Um, and so Mike says, depends on the, on the, uh, depends on the severity. So I suppose that, I suppose that good healthcare is expensive. I mean, just ask people in, in England and in Canada. And uh, and I'm talking about the serious stuff, right? Because you always hear you always hear liberals talking about how great the healthcare, the free, um, the free healthcare is up in Canada. But anytime I talk to a Canadian that has like a legit issue, they hate it. They absolutely hate the healthcare up there because the government like doesn't pay the doctors enough. The doctors like have an overwhelming amount of people to see. It's like when you go to the VA healthcare, right? <clears throat> they have an overwhelming amount of people to see because it's free, right? So people just like flood the, the clinics. 
And so they're trying to get people in and out as much as possible. The government's not even paying them well enough to give a shit. <clears throat> and so they have to go to the clinics to get a referral to a primary care provider, but they can't get a referral because there's no primary care providers that want to take on new patients because they're already overwhelmed with all this free healthcare. Right. So it's like, it's almost impossible. I have a friend that lives in England and he's got, he's basically blind in one eye and he needs to have surgery, but he won't go to the doctor because he's like, if I go to the doctor, um, I have to get put on a waiting list. And if I go and report that I have this problem with my eye, they'll take my driver driver's license away. And he's like, and it'll take, it'll take six months to a year before I'll be able to even have that surgery. So he's like, I'm stuck in a, in a place because I can't not drive for a, for a year, you know, cause I, I have to, I have to get to work. Like, how am I going to get to work and stuff? So he's like, so I just drive with one eye <laughs> that, because that's the healthcare system. It's like, so people that have the means will like, th like th they'll pay for it. Like they, they, I think in both countries, they have like a premium system that the rich people can buy. Right. But the average person like can't afford it because they're taxed so goddamn much. So anyway, I, I digress. I digress. Right. <laughs> uh, we're getting into politics. Right. Right. So, um, so I suppose that the, the, the really healthy, you know, non GMO organic food too right um is more expensive right because I, i'm like okay if you're if you're have if you have health problems just because you're like overweight it it doesn't cost a lot of money to fix that shit right you just need to stop eating so goddamn much and you need to get out and start walking more at least right and start exercising more and start losing that weight and then you'll find that once you lose all that weight and stop eating like shit that a lot of your health problems are going to go away so it, i guess it really just depends on what's what's actually going on right but it, let's say you really wanted to go full board on the healthy shit, right? And you want to get non-GMO organic food. That's, you know, that stuff is like way more expensive. So um, <laughs> I guess Waddles might be right with some of this, right? He might be right, right. Um, CBD does a lot of wonders. I am not a doctor. <laughs> CBD is, it's like, it's a miracle, right? It's a miracle. It's like ever since they made marijuana legal, it's like, oh, it's a miracle drug. It fucking fixes everything. I don't know if that's true, but you know, they sell it that way. Um, so I did, I, I disagree. I kind of disagree that you have to be rich to maintain, maintain your physical health, right? You, you, you don't need a gym membership to work out, right? I talk about it in my book, right? You don't need a goddamn gym membership to work out, right? You only need, there's only four exercises you, you really need, you know, you can, uh, you can do push-ups, pull-ups, crunches and, and running. And if you don't like running squats, right. Or, you know, at least go for a walk. Right. Um, and so maybe you're spending 20 bucks on a door jam pull-up bar, right. You don't have to be rich to, to, to save up 20 bucks to, to get a door jam pull-up bar. Right. Or you can go to a, 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 a park and they have monkey bars and do pull-ups there. Right. So you don't need to, you don't need to pay for a gym membership. Um, and then there's still like GMO laced regular food. That's just better for you than processed food in general. Right? Like if you stay out of the middle of the supermarket and you just sharp on the outside part of the supermarket, right? The meat section, the dairy, the, uh, the, the, the produce section, like if you just stay on the outskirts of, of the supermarket, like you, you, you can eat healthier, right? It doesn't have to be organic, non-GMO, blah, blah, you know, right? <laughs> so, 
So I kind of disagree with that. Uh, disagree. I don't think you have to be like full on, like super rich to, to at least work on your physical health that way, as far as diet and exercise goes. But I guess if you have a problem, like my friend in England that has like, it needs eye surgery, you do have to be rich, right? Um, <laughs> to get that eye surgery. Uh, the next concept is domestic happiness and refinement, right? Refinement, high level thought and freedom from corrupting influences are linked to domestic happiness, which is attainable through the creative thought and wealth accumulation. So essentially what, uh, what he's saying in this section of the, of the chapter is that happiness is a choice. Happiness is a choice. Kettlebell Turkish getups. Yeah. We still got a, still got to buy the kettlebell. You know what I mean? I, I, I argue that, you know, if you, if you get, uh, if you just do push-ups, pull-ups, uh, uh, sit-ups and running like that's that that'll work your whole body. That'll work your whole body. Um, that's what we did in the military basically. Anyway, anyway. Um, so, so go back to this, uh, essentially what he's saying in this section of the chapter is that happiness is a choice. Happiness is a choice, right? You can focus on the negative or you could focus on your blessings. Okay. Which do you think will bring you more happiness? Focusing on negative shit or focusing on what's good in your life? What do you think? What do you think will bring you more happiness at the end of the day? Oh, Mike sent me two uh, Canadian dollars. Thanks, brother. You get, you get this. I'm just going to say it. This guy fucks. Am I right? Yes. Mike definitely fucks. <laughs> what do you think is going to bring you more happiness, guys? Focusing on the negative or focusing on your blessings? What do you think? Just off the top of your head. Um, it's one of the reasons why I like practicing gratitude, right? Having an attitude of gra gratitude it actually helps bring me peace. It helps also put things in perspective on how things I, I how good I really have it. You know what I mean? Uh, like we talked about the transients and homeless people and being trapped in their own mind. Um, I'm grateful that I have clarity of thought. I have a, a good career. I have you guys, you know, I'm grateful to have a roof over my head, clothes on my back. I, I don't have to live on the streets like transients. So I'm, I'm grateful that I'm not a prisoner in my own mind. You know, like there's things to be grateful for, right? Things could always be worse. Y'all out there, you guys out there are always talking about how you want a woman to bring you peace. I want a woman that brings me peace at the end of the day, right? You hear that a lot in this space. I want a woman that brings me peace. Well, I'm going to give you guys a little secret. I'm going to tell you guys the secret of the universe <laughs> right now. Peace starts up here. Peace starts up here in your own mind. Right. Peace, it, peace and happiness comes from within, not external. It's not a woman bringing you peace. It's like, do you have peace yourself? Right. And how do you maintain that? You know, you might have a, a chick that is coming into your life. That's an epic bitch. Well, it's your choice if you stay there or not. Right. <laughs> it's your choice. You could be like, you know what? I'm done with you, Felicia. Get the fuck out. Right. I am maintaining my peace. Okay. You could be like that. But it starts up here, your boundaries, all the all the tools we teach in this space, right? But it starts up here, right? You can choose to have peaceful thought. You could also, <laughs> you could also, uh, you know, really work to pick better women, okay? Pick better women. And then uh, you could be grateful when you find one that treats you like an absolute fucking king, 
You know what I mean? We can get into that some other some other lesson here. You know, that reminds me. I, I recorded my first module lot yesterday of my my upcoming uh no no cold approach in the cow pasture course. I, I recorded that module. So it's the introduction. And then I went to go record the second module, which is on using law of attraction and for specifically for dating. And like I fucked that up, man. I got like I got like 40 minutes into it too. And I realized I fucked it up. I was like, God damn it. I'm going to start all over. <laughs> uh, I want it to be perfect for you guys. Right. Um, anyway. So teaching others to be rich is the next concept. The author encourages readers to teach others the way to affluence through personal example and practice. Waddle says that people remain poor because they are ignorant of the fact that there is wealth available to them. Right. There's a, uh, there's a really good quote. Um, from the from the movie The Secret, God, who was who? Who, who said it? It was uh, the 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 black guy with the dreadlocks. He said, "There's a uh, a disease in the mind the mind of men that they're that that is spreading like like a plague or something like that." I'm paraphrasing here. There's a disease in the mind of men that is spread like a plague that there isn't enough to go around, and that is just not true. There is plenty to go around. There is absolutely plenty to go around okay so a lot of people according to waddles remain poor because they're ignorant of the fact that there is wealth available to them so again he says that the best way to help out poor people is by showing them through your own actions that they could be wealthy too um <clears throat> now i mentioned bob proctor uh, earlier in this episode right the guy who gave bob proctor think and grow rich was a guy who always had enough money i don't I think when I when I heard Bob Proctor describe this guy, this guy wasn't like filthy rich, right? He wasn't filthy rich, but he was a guy who always had enough money. He always had money in his pocket. He always had enough uh, en uh, enough money to pay the bills, put food on the table, and then have money left over, right? He was one of those guys. He always had like a uh, like a roll of cash in his pocket, okay? And he gave Bob Proctor the book Think and Grow Rich. And, and Bob at the time was always broke. He went from job to job, floundering around. He had, he had no direction in life. And the man gave him the book and said, read this, man. Read Think and Grow Rich and read it multiple times. Okay. And then when Bob questioned him, the guy said, the guy asked Bob, he's like, Bob, do you like where you're at? Do you like where you're at right now? Broke, floundering around. Or would you rather be a guy that always had money and had your life in order. What would you rather do, Bob? Right. And Bob obviously was like, well, I would well, want the latter. You know, I want, I'd want, I want to have money and I want to have my life in order. <clears throat> so the guy gave him the book and essentially said, well, then shut the fuck up and do what I tell you. <laughs> read this fucking book, Bob Proctor. Bob read that book and within a year had started his own uh, cleaning business. He, he started his own cleaning business that ended up going multinational. And he was cleaning, um, I think he was cleaning buildings in like Toronto, New York, and in and I think in London. And he was making millions of dollars, right? All of a sudden, he just, he started reading this the book and started applying the principles. And a lot of the, the principles in Think and Grow Rich are the same principles as the science of getting rich, but the science of getting rich is a much shorter book. <laughs> it's a much shorter book. 
he also like waddles also doesn't go into the whole concept of uh the mastermind and imagining like talking to you know ancient figures and stuff like that uh that um napoleon hill talks about which is that's kind of a uh, weird that's that's kind of a weird part of think and grow rich but still you get the point right so bob basically the guy the guy who read the book was applying the principles had enough money said bob shut the fuck up read the book right so bob went on to be a multimillionaire and then ended up teaching this stuff to millions of other guys right and he in and, and, and oftentimes i talk about this stuff like you have these goals in life and you don't know necessarily how you're going to do it you know what i mean uh, but you get these ideas on what you should do right i need to go do this today and bob was he said he told this story and, 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 you know, God rest his soul. He's, he's gone now. So, uh, you guys will have to look this up yourself to see how accurate I am. I'm, I'm basing this off of my own memory, but he was, uh, making millions of dollars running his own cleaning business. And he was at like a casino somewhere, uh, I think in Europe. And he's like, just betting shit away. He's, he's got all this money. He doesn't know what to do with it. He has no idea how he got there, even though he, he was reading this book. And what do you, what do you do? Oh, he, he had, uh, one of the things that he was doing was he had all of his staff members, all of his cleaning crew staff members, listen, to, listen to Earl Nightingale, um, records. I think it was records at the time. Right. And they were basically self-help records. And, and, and Earl Nightingale would talk about stuff like think and grow rich and the law of attraction and stuff like that. And so he was listening to the stuff and he had this epiphany, while he was at like, you know, while he was gambling somewhere that I need to go work for the same company that produces the Earl Nightingale records. Like I need to go, I need to, I need to sell my business and go in, in, in apprentice under this guy. So he did, he's, he got rid of his, his, uh, cleaning business, went to go and study under Earl Nightingale and started learning like how to teach this stuff. And then Bob went on to, to teach this to millions of other people. And, um, <clears throat> and and he made him you know millions of other people rich in the process right so like when i learned this stuff <laughs> and more importantly when i started seeing it work in my life um it absolutely blew my mind it absolutely blew my mind so i like teaching this stuff right so teach others is is what uh, waddles invites us to do so when you guys learn this stuff teach others teach others this stuff right it's like so many people don't even realize this works or they know of it and they think it's woo woo bullshit, but it's, it's not right. It's not at the end of the day. It's not magic. Um, Waddles talks about exclusive focus on the book's principles. So the chapter advises readers to exclusively follow the principles outlined in the book without getting distracted by other systems or theories, daily reading and commitment to the principles are emphasized for success. So, Waddle says uh, that people tend to get confused by overstudying the stuff, right? And they start coming across conflicting ideas and then they don't get the results they want because they try a mixture of different systems or they get focused on the wrong stuff. So it, it kind of reminds me of, of analysis paralysis, right? Have you ever had that where um, you a lot of guys in the space, right? Self-help in general, it's, it ends up being mental masturbation for a lot of guys. They'll read all this stuff. They'll read it 20 times, but they won't go out and practice any of the stuff. It's like, you're not going anywhere if you don't practice this shit. Right. <clears throat> um, 
and when I say conflicting ideas, right? Like I mentioned already that this book is very simple. It's very easy to follow, right? And then you read Think and Grow Rich and Think and Grow Rich talks about you know, sitting down and meditating with, with a, you know, a mastermind and imagining talking to like Abraham Lincoln and shit. It's like, you don't have to do that stuff, right? Just keep it fucking simple. Just follow this book, right? <laughs> Just follow what's in the book. That's what Waddle says, right? Don't get get rid of all this extra bullshit, right? Um, Waddle suggests just following what's in his book until you get results. Until then, reject any other teaching. Reject it. Right. He even says reject any kind of religious teachings that contradict what's laid out in the book. Um, now, I've said before that that basically all holy texts uh, point to this stuff at, in, in some way or another. But your individual church or temple or synagogue or whatever might teach something like being poor is somehow virtuous. You need to reject that. Just fucking flat out reject that. OK. He also suggests not getting into the real woo-woo stuff of occultism or spiritualism. Um, and, and that goes back to what I was saying about James Arthur Ray, right? He was taking people to these fucking sweat lodges to go on these spiritual journeys. Like, reject that shit, okay? You don't need to fucking go to sweat lodges and die, all right? <laughs> Just follow what's in the goddamn book, right? Or follow what's in my course. It's very simple. It's very simple. We lay it out very simply. He also suggests not getting into the real woo-woo stuff. Uh, okay, yeah, we talked about that. He uh, he says it's a, a, a distraction from what we're trying to do here, which is to think in the certain way, right? This is why in my course I say it's really we're working on our subconscious mind, right? You can We can take out all the woo-woo. We can take out all the chick crack, and it's really just working on your subconscious mind because you're thinking in the certain way. That's what we're doing, okay? And then finally, man, this is a good timing here. Well, finally, he ends this chapter with this common verse that he reiterates numerous times in the book. Um, almost like an affirmation, if you think about it. Before I read that, though, Fastback GT says, Ryan Stone thinks NLP is woo-woo BS. <laughs> Ryan hasn't seen the caliber of women I've been with. You know, it's it's fine, though. You know, one thing that Ryan does says, uh, say about this stuff is, um, what does he say? He's like, if you tell a man that the moon's made out of cheese and it gets them to go to the gym, then fuck it. The moon's made out of cheese. So Ryan, Ryan's all about utility, right? Is it useful? So it's like, if, if, and I, I swear to God, guys, don't just take my word for it, right? You don't, one of the reasons why I'm doing this series is because I'm one of those, I'm like, I'm probably one of the worst marketers and one of the worst fucking coaches in the world, right? Because I give away all, like almost all my shit for free in these live streams. And, uh, and then I'm like, oh, buy my course. It's like, but Paul, you have a whole series on the science of getting rich. Why don't I just read the book? You can do that too. I mean, go for it. You know, whatever you think is helpful. Okay. But um, I like to think that the the way I break it down in the, the practical law of attraction courses is, e is easier to follow. Okay. So there's that, but you know, I'm giving it all away in the, <laughs> for free in these live streams. Um, so it's like, don't take my word for it. Go out and try some of this stuff, right? And I guarantee you're going to start seeing results. You're going to start seeing things work for you. You're going to start seeing things that you never saw before. And it's not magic. It's just that you're now opening your mind's eye. We call it the reticular activating system to things that you're trying to, to attract in your life. You're going to start noticing it, right? And it's like I say, it's not magic. 
Okay. So yeah, Ryan might not like NLP, but you know, like so many people, like it, it works for them. It's so it's like, you know, <laughs> it's one thing about like, like Clary at the beginning, like Clary does not believe in any of this stuff. Clary's like a, a staunch atheist. Okay, man. Like, all right. <laughs> it's okay. Not everybody has to believe the same things. It's okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So getting back to this, right? So throughout this book, if you guys listen to it on audible, you'll hear this a thousand times. Okay. <clears throat> but, but Waddles reiterates this periodically throughout the book. He says, there is a thinking stuff from which all things are made and which in its original state permeates, penetrates, and fills the inner spaces of the universe. A thought in this substance produces the thing that is imagined by the thought. Man can form things in his thought and by impressing his thoughts upon formless substance can cause the thing he thinks about to be created. In order to do this, man must pass from the competitive to the creative mind. He must form a clear mental picture of the things he wants and hold this picture in his thoughts for the fixed purpose to get what he wants and the unwavering faith that he has done or um, gosh, I messed this all up now <laughs> and the unwavering faith that he does get what he wants, closing his mind against all that may tend to shake his purpose, dim his vision or quench his faith. And in addition to all of this, we shall now see that he must live and act in a certain way, right? <laughs> it's wattles. It's wattles with a T, bro. It's wattles with a T, Mr. Wrong. <laughs> what, is he what are you talking about, Paul? Abraham Lincoln comes to me in my dreams every night. Well, maybe he does. I, I, I'm not there. I'm not in your dreams. And if I was, that would be weird. <laughs> All right, guys, that's what we have for, for chapter 10. Um, I'm taking a break from this series on Friday. Tune in Friday. Um, we're going to talk about uh, eight unethical places to pick up chicks based on an old blog article from Royce. Should be a short but fun episode. Next week, I'm not doing any of the science of getting rich. Uh, just taking a break from it. But we're going to talk about X's next week, man. Um, and who's my guest on Monday? Who the hell is my guest on Monday? <laughs> well, we'll I'll tell you guys the guest on Monday on Friday. But uh, but next week, the live streams are going to be on uh, 10 ways to get over a breakup and then 10 reasons not to get back with an ex because we've had a couple of guys go through some hard times in the chat in the, in the beer club lately. And I'm like, um, let's let's get over our exes guys let's get over our exes so i'm hoping that those episodes help out our, our the the boys in, in in beer club and also any of you guys out there because almost everybody ends up in the space after after a breakup um all right guys thanks for uh tuning in today if you guys haven't done so already please like subscribe hit those notifications especially if you like this series thanks to everybody that started off in the live today if you guys are watching on the replay drop a comment below your favorite emoji it doesn't really matter if you guys are listening to the replay on your favorite audio audio platform uh please give us a five-star review on your favorite uh platform and also write out why you like the show okay you guys are slacking on that on on apple <laughs> thanks to everybody that sent super chats i appreciate it follow me on social media again i'm going to uh Shortly after this, I'm going to be uh, posting a, a flash sale for the Practical Law of Attraction course. So follow me on Twitter for that. Uh, 
get on the email list, guys. List.comebymanpod.com. You'll get 20 dating app openers, a free chapter of my book, and I'll also mail you some stickers. If you don't want stickers, just put don't want stickers in the address field, and I won't waste a stamp on you. Um, definitely check out the Practical Law of Attraction course, guys. I, I break this stuff down. I remove all the religion and all the 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 the, the woo-woo chick crack out of it. It's It's practical steps that you can start using today, all right? And then get my book, guys. I also talk about law of attraction, but it's only a chat, uh, one chapter in there. Aaron Clary hated it. <laughs> well, he loved the book. He didn't like that chapter, but that's just because he's he's skeptical. Um, guys, join the beer club, beer.comeonmanpod.com. And then finally, guys, one-on-one coaching is available at gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. I have two, uh, two tiers available for that. Um, and then with all of that, guys, we will see you on Friday. This has been the Come On Man podcast. Now, go out and get it.